What's up, everyone? I want to tell you guys about my friends over at GT Nursery. Green Touch Nursery is located at 8842 Park Street in Bellflower, California, 90706. Oscar, the owner of this nursery, is a dear friend of mine and was actually a guest on this podcast on episode number 28 titled The Shed with his brother Edgar. Make sure to check that out. Oscar's been growing plants since he was 10 years old and was exposed to nurseries his entire life. His family owned multiple nurseries, so he grew up working in these places and lives and breathes plants every single day. He opened this place up back in February 2015. They are open on weekdays 8 to 4 and weekends 9 to 3. They specialize in cacti and succulents from all over the world. And let me tell you, with Oscar, the knowledge goes deep. This dude is constantly in the field doing research, going to botanical gardens, getting with really experienced growers and asking all kinds of questions. So you don't just get a plant, but you get the knowledge and passion behind this place. And that can really be felt when you're there. Their mission is to create a community of like-minded individuals from all walks of life that enjoy beautiful plants. I would say they have succeeded in their mission. I've attended multiple plant swaps and meetups. And this place is really like a home base for the for those of us in the local community. They also host these big sales where he brings in vendors from all over the place, really bringing amazing and obscure plants to the table. You need to head over to their Instagram at GT Nursery. I will make sure to plug a link to all of their socials and content in the description of every episode. He does these live auctions every Wednesday evening, and it's a lot of fun. He's constantly uplifting other members of the community and really giving other people an opportunity to come on to this very successful auction and sell plants. I've done it a couple times and it's amazing to see the success that they've had. Oscar and Edgar have really dedicated themselves and honed their craft and have been very consistent with these auctions. It's a lot of fun. Even if you're just watching, it's one of my favorite things to do on a Wednesday evening. You can head over to their Instagram for more info. I'm very grateful to have this partnership and to be telling you guys about this place. Green Touch Nursery, 8842 Park Street, Bellflower, California, 90706. Tell them I sent you. Hello, my plant friends. I want to take a moment to talk to you guys about mushrooms. No, not that kind of mushrooms. I'm talking about reishi, chaga, shiitake, maitake, ergo, cordyceps, lion's mane, all these different mushrooms that have been used for thousands of years in Chinese herbal medicine. It is ancient wisdom that there are tons of health benefits to consuming mushrooms of all types. And I recently started supplementing with this company called Real Mushrooms. If you haven't had the chance to listen to episode 38 featuring Jeff Chilton, I highly recommend it. He is the founder of this company and an ethnomycologist who's been studying mushrooms for a really long time. He really breaks it down for us. Another good resource for this information would be the movie Fantastic Fungi. Definitely recommend that. Or you can just click on one of the links in the description of every episode that will take you to articles that outline all the different health benefits of these mushroom supplements. Now, I'm going to run through all the ones that I've actually been taking myself. So Real Mushrooms offers these hot water extracts that are made from the whole fruit body of these mushrooms, and they come in both powder and capsule form. So I've been taking the five defenders in the capsule form, and it's a blend of turkey tail, reishi, maitake, shiitake, and chaga. Now, all of those mushrooms have been proven to boost the immune system. So who couldn't benefit from having a boost in their immune system right now? Another one that I'm taking is the Mushroom D2Z, which is a blend of reishi and chaga only. It is infused with vitamin D and zinc. Now, the vast majority of the population is deficient in vitamin D. So what better way to get it 
than in these mushroom supplements that come with all these other health benefits. Another one that was recommended to me, but I'm taking in the powder form, is chaga. So chaga has been used to help improve issues with digestion. So if you have something like IBD, IBS, I highly recommend this. I've been taking it at night, mixing it with my sleepy time tea, and I've noticed a huge improvement in my digestion problems. So anytime I'm about to do a podcast, I take lion's mane or right before work. Lion's mane has been proven to help with cognition. It is a nootropic that some studies suggest that may even be creating new neural pathways in your brain. So anytime I think I'm going to have to use my brain a lot, I take the lion's mane. And the last one that I'm taking is cordyceps. So cordyceps are used by athletes for performance enhancement, and they're known to really help with endurance and boost your energy levels. So if you're feeling really low energy, start trying this cordyceps. I'm taking it every day and my energy levels are way up. So that's all the ones that I'm taking myself personally that I can speak on, but there's testimonials for every single one on the website of Real Mushrooms, realmushrooms.com. If you're ready to pull the trigger and want to make a purchase and start supplementing these mushrooms, make sure to click on one of the links in the description of my episodes, or you can go to the link in my bio on my Instagram and click the little button that says real mushrooms and it has a little mushroom emoji. Or you can use code if plants could talk at checkout and you'll get 10% off all future orders. However, if you're a first time buyer, you can sign up to get a first time buyer code of 25% off your first order. So definitely do that. It would help me out a lot if you guys use my link and use that code at checkout. So make sure to go check them out. Real mushrooms. This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala is family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This is the House of Succulents growing grounds. I'm talking everything you can possibly imagine in the succulent realm, from your common everyday plants to your more rare and obscure imports. They can service your landscaping needs and they have a bunch of hoop houses dedicated to houseplants and tropicals. If you guys need any kind of plant, I'm telling you, go to Mezcala. If you bring them a price from another nursery, they're going to beat it. If you bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala Nursery. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. This conversation took place on November 27th, 2021 with my guest, Reagan Rocks Your Sucks. I apologize, you guys. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather and have been for a few weeks now, but that didn't stop us from having an amazing episode together. Reagan is another like-minded human being from the plant community and a very talented artist She's also a collector of all different kinds of plants. If you guys don't follow her page, it's at Reagan Rocks Your Sucks. I will make sure to plug a link in the description of this episode. I really enjoyed getting to know Reagan a little better last night. I found a lot of similarities in our stories. And overall, it was just a very positive and uplifting episode, especially hearing about how therapeutic plants have been for her in her life. I have an announcement to make. Coming up here on December 2nd, just a few days from now, I have Ed Rosenthal coming on. He was a columnist and one of the co-founders of High Times Magazine and a longtime horticulturist and published author. They call him the guru of ganja because cannabis, yes, is his specialty. However, 
He has extensive experience growing all different kinds of plants. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that we have a lot to learn from this man. It's an absolute honor to be having him on. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also, anybody that listens to this podcast that's been supporting Earthling Botanical, thank you so much. I was blown away by just how much support I've been given since I launched my own website. You know, leaving Etsy was kind of a difficult experience for me. And it really turned out to be really positive. So if you're listening to this and you've supported me like that, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy. Here's Reagan. What's up, Reagan? Hi, Garrett. I'm excited to be here. We've been, I feel like everyone says like at the beginning, we've been talking about this for so long, but I've been watching the podcast for a while. We've been talking about this just for a little bit, but I'm so excited. Yeah, most of the time when somebody says we've been talking about this for so long, it's uh, because of me. (laughs) Because I have so many people potentially that I want to talk to and I couldn't get to them all if I wanted to because like I can't do it more than once a week. Maybe I can do it twice a week. But there's so many people and I feel so bad. They slip through the cracks all the time. I'll be like, we'll like go back and forth and then I forget, you know, and it's just it's a bummer. But I'm happy to have you here today and uh, that we worked out a time that works for both of us. Where in the world are you talking to me from right now, Reagan? I am in Forney, Texas. It is right outside of Dallas, probably 15 minute drive. Maybe with the traffic now closer to 30, we've grown a lot recently. Wow. Forney, Texas. Did you grow up there? Uh, I've been here for 15 years. Uh, mm-hmm. I was actually born in Houston, Texas, but um, moved out to Dallas a long time ago. So I feel like I've grown up here. Yeah. I'm only 22, so I may not be grown up in some people's eyes. Uh, I beg to differ, but yeah, a lot can happen by the time you're 22. That's for sure. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So is is Houston kind of similar to Dallas in the sense that they're both like big cities in Texas? I feel like they're all different. Okay. Uh, Houston has a certain vibe. Uh, my grandma still lives there, so I do go often. Honestly, Austin, uh, Texas is like my favorite city. Dallas is a totally different place. Like the traffic is always the same no matter where you are. But mm. um, you can find a cool plant spot in almost any city. Um, uh, my favorites in Austin, obviously East Austin succulents. Uh, I love them. Uh, they've been like there for most of my whole collecting like times. Mm. And I knew coming on here, I wanted to find some way to like naturally tell a story about Paul's Desert, this awesome little place in San Antonio. Please. And it's just, it, I haven't been there since before the pandemic. And so unfortunately found out that he, the owner passed away mm-hmm. and I, I'm not even really sure if they're open anymore, but I just wanted to give a shout out to, to that place, Paul's Desert. If anyone can make it out there or had made it out there, it's an amazing place. And he really had like, standards that influenced me in my collecting because he told this amazing story about this couple who wanted this totem pole cactus and they said they're going to keep it on their kitchen table and he said "Uh, I'm not selling it to you even for $500 (laughs) you know I'm keeping it I'm not going to let it die in your house (laughs) so that that I I try to like keep that energy like I don't want to judge anyone I'll teach anyone anything be open to like telling things but I just love they're like, oh, I love plants so much. It's not just about selling them, but I, I do sell some some things too sometimes. I know you do, obviously. So I feel like we can relate a lot in, in that. Yeah. 
he sounds like he would have rather kept the plant healthy and not had the money than give it to somebody for X amount of dollars and kill it. And I actually heard great things about that man. God rest his soul. Uh, Austin and and uh, A-Hubs and Pints of Pricks, they came on and talked about him. Um, I guess they Gosh, have yeah. a pretty close relationship. Yeah, and I didn't know how to like um, bring it up uh, naturally, but that's something that I definitely wanted to talk about is just how much um, people have influenced me. And it's uh, all these great people that I've got to meet in person. But in Texas, it's such a huge state. It's hard to bridge the gap and like meet people. Mm. I don't know if you know, like OG Agave. I don't I don't think he's been on the show. But I, I am familiar. Pretty big page. We've been at East Austin Succulents at the same day and not seen each other. And it's such like a small world and a big world at the same time. Yeah. He's out of Arizona, though, right? Isn't he? Uh, no, he's in Texas. Yeah, okay. he's in Austin. Oh wow. Okay. But yeah, I'm in Dallas, and there's not that many, not that many people out here. Man, yeah, I've heard great things about Austin too. I know that the mass exodus from California—that's the de- that's the destination. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm complaining about the traffic so much. It's gotten. It, there's a lot of people moving out here. Yeah, and I. Uh, I say, I like to say I have three jobs. I, I love the plants as my number one passion and I deliver pizza also. And then I walk dogs. <laughs> so mm. my, that's why my schedule is kind of crazy. You say it's your fault that we hadn't, that it takes forever, but I feel like we were both kind of like, Oh, can we push it back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for being flexible with me today. I pushed it back like another 90 minutes or something. Oh, I totally understand. With dogs and children, though, can can you ever really like be mad? Like you love them, they're always gonna push things back a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I've ever started a podcast on time, and that's it's not something I'm proud of. <laughs> it's, hey, it's you're still doing great though. With the baby. Yeah, thank you, thank you. How old is your baby? He is 19 months. He's actually really sick right now too. We went to the doctor. I've been sick for a couple of weeks. Uh, don't worry, I got tested at everybody, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something going around. It's been pretty aggressive, but life is good, man. I can't complain. A little cold. I still got some gardening done today. I want to hear more about um, some of those influences that you had. Well, actually, before we go there, count. Let's. Uh, I'd like to hear about like where it started first. So that's still in regard to influence. Like, where did the plants come come from? Why plants? All right. So growing up in this what used to be a really small town there's there's not like a ton of things to do or and in high school I I didn't have like the best friend group a lot of them kind of went crazy with with drugs and alcohol and and having Mm -hmm. children pretty young which obviously I don't look down on any of that stuff you can come back from anything your recent episode really like I connected to it so in a way I used the plants in kind of the same way that you did. It's like, oh, these plants can come back from something, you know, without going into too much detail. Mm -hmm. My mom really struggled, so I had to grow up really fast. And Mm -hmm. the plants is something that I can have total control over. Yes. And I'll admit it, like, I'm a control freak completely. It, It gives, it helps me with my anxiety. Like how I know it's like, oh, I can control this plant, the exact conditions it's in, how much water it gets, how much light it gets, when it's going to bloom, if I'm going to fertilize it. It's such like a, I think even Gloria said, it's like making love to a plant. It really is like that. You feel so connected to something and it can take you out of any bad situation, like an abusive relationship Mm. or problems with your parents at home. 
I was 16 whenever I started seriously collecting and then I discovered propagation and it kind of just went from there like I know you said you struggled with it but I like can't help myself from just pulling so many leaves and I was like oh I'm gonna have a million of these one day of course not because they all die (laughs) and the more I gotten into it like I've even pollinated my own flowers like the Haworthia is mainly what I have like behind me there's probably 200 Haworthia under this grow light they all bloom and so I pollinated those and collected the seeds from those um sowed them and they died when they were like a few months old but it's all part of the process and like just doing it is kind of the thing that you love so when you lose plants I don't really get upset about it I know it's gonna like come back or I'm gonna get another plant or I'll pull another leaf and grow another one so that's always really therapeutic uh for me struggling with uh anxiety pretty much forever for my whole life but like it was social anxiety a lot before but I feel like so much more comfortable with people now Mm. especially like delivering pizza like being in customer service um walking dogs even just having dogs with you people will just talk to you and I've made friends just like from that honestly Mm, yeah like true truly exposure therapy like forcing being forced into that into that type of environment where you're maybe not so comfortable can can help you overcome it right Right. And on Instagram, you know, things can easily look perfect, but I feel like plant people are so much more willing to say like, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I have this pest, obviously like struggling with plant things, but even more so like personal issues, Mm. people are really understanding of it. Like we've come together like as a community to do so much cool stuff like over the, over the years that I've been part of it. I just feel like so amazed. I know everyone gushes about it, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, and I, I mean, I see it too. And, you know, I think it's a perspective thing too because some people may have a different view of it. You know what I mean? But um, that means that you're in a good place at least. And, you know, you're seeing the positive side to it for sure. Yeah, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're I fine. I like I was talking a lot, right? No, you're fine. <laughs> um yeah it i mean there's been you know drama plant drama over the years but i feel like it's nothing um toxic like i don't have a a twitter or really that many social media i feel like i just like instagram a lot i could be biased because it's the only thing i really use every day Mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you on that too i only use the instagram too and it's mostly just photographs and videos so yeah there's something different about it for sure but uh, yeah, I have zero complaints about the plant community. It's been an amazing experience, and uh, sometimes maybe my my only sense of community in my life. I'm not. I'm not. I'm pretty antisocial in my personal life, to be honest. Like, and I'm busy with having a kid and working full time, and I just don't have time for myself. So it's nice knowing that there's. I can go there, you know, can kind of log in and check in with people, and yeah, like you were saying, people say talk about their lives that are very raw. And I hear the same thing over and over again, this therapeutic aspect of gardening. It seems like it's a common theme that brought us to plants. And I know you've been at this for a while because you started in collecting in 2016, you said, right? I looked at your yes. Instagram. I went all the way back to your first photo. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, way back in the day. I mean, I'm an artist, yeah, too. I just I don't really sell that. my art that much. I used to Photoshop pictures way back in the day, and I think some of them are still on there. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
No, but what you're saying, you probably not give yourself enough credit for, you say you're so antisocial, but I feel like, you know, the podcast obviously has helped you talk so much to other people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I, that's what I'm saying. I try to give myself more credit. I know I'm a shy person, but I feel like I've come out of my shell a lot. Plants help with that. I have to give plants credit for a lot of things. So plant saving your life, it's kind of just like touched home, hopefully with more people than just me. Yeah, you know, I the reaction that I got was not what I expected. I had a feeling that I was going to end up deleting it or not posting it. And uh, I overwhelmingly got a lot of support and love from it. And uh, it was nice. It was nice for me because now I feel like there is like this weight that I was carrying around um, that maybe like, I don't know, my haven't been, my true self hasn't been expressed. And I have this podcast where, you know, a bunch of people have been able to really express themselves, you know? And so it was nice, like just to, to get it all out and uh, to talk about it from a place where, where life is better right now for me. Um, Cause I've told my story before on a podcast and it came out terrible. I was stammering and falling all over my words and like, I couldn't stand the way it sounded afterwards with this one. I'm happy with it. And it, yeah, the, this community is, is something else because it sure it has something to do with plants, but it was a lot more than plants, you know? So I don't know. It was definitely special. And I'm glad that you felt, you know, that it, you connected with it too. Thank you. 100% like appreciated how honest you were and how raw it was. Yeah, yeah I, definitely. So tell me about, and so in 2016, you started collecting. When do you, if you go back to that time, when do you see the plants first, like, come into your life? When do you, when did you start noticing them, I, wanting them? Um, when my parents first got divorced, me and my mm. mom, we just randomly went to Walmart and got a few of those little moon cactuses, the grafted ones that are like crazily colored orange and pink and yellow. Mm -hmm. And we just had those in a little pot um, out on the thing. And I, and I realized they were dying and I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take care of these. I, I'm going to try my hand at this. Cause I don't know. Sometimes you get depressed and you don't make art for a while. And I, I guess I feel like I just needed something else and I didn't even really f intend for it to happen like that. I, they came back to life though. It was, insane to me from how dead they looked and mm. i think i just started going to walmart and i was specifically getting the ones that looked really crappy and shitty and wow. i was like i'm gonna fix these and i remember posting like progress pictures of them and to me it was like the biggest thing in the world but now looking back on them i'm like those pictures are so ugly but i still leave them up on my instagram because i just think it's funny back in the day looking at him and being like, oh, I love these little plants so much. They're like little ugly ducklings. But also I feel like that's kind of how I am as a person. I've grown into like a much better like person, not to toot my own horn, but I, you know, I was really shy, uh, struggling with certain things in high school and, mm -hmm. and the plants grew and I feel like I grew with them. <laughs> it's cheesy and corny no, as it I sounds. That. I love that. I mean, yeah. And then fast forward a little bit to being like 18 years old I still didn't have my driver's license and I feel like I was kind of stuck at home in the situation a little bit mm. and not that it wasn't my own doing because I, I got my driver's license after that I got a job I got 
more things in my life that, that I felt like I woke up every day to do. But at a time, it was just plants then mm. that I felt like I needed to get up. I needed to water them. I needed to like pick dry leaves off <laughs> off of them every day. And that was that was I feel like a hard time but the plants were always there and I never stopped having a collection Mm -hmm. but it just exploded whenever I like got my own money I was like I'm gonna spend all (laughs) this money on these plants (laughs) like I have my own money now I don't didn't have that much space but uh we moved to a better space and my mom's in a much better place and we had a real backyard and that's when I started like getting a bunch of followers and and I, I mean obviously everyone likes to feel validated and oh a bunch of people are liking my pictures of course but I feel like it's also been mentioned on the podcast that that kind of forces you to be like oh I have to have something new constantly I have to like bring I have to buy new stuff and like take pictures of new stuff every day that's perfect Mm -hmm. and I know that's not always how it is and I feel like I've grown out of that the more and more especially in the pandemic I feel like I didn't even post I posted probably like five pictures a year and I still have so many loyal friends that haven't left me like because I was so much more active I feel like back back in in those days mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm looking back on my life like I was so young but in the last three years I feel like I've changed and I've grown so much yeah. as a person no it's incredible how much you know how different 18 to 21 even is and then if you go from 20 to 30 even for me like 26 to 30 this is a drastic change um you know and and it's beautiful that that the plants were were there all along for you and um i heard yeah it sounds like like the plants were giving you like a sense of purpose at a time where maybe you didn't have a lot to do and And, that's awesome and and we briefly mentioned like being addicted to smoking I feel like I swapped you know smoking addiction for plant addiction and even uh as recently as this year my mom was in the hospital with COVID and and she still smokes the vape and I'll just beg her every day like you know please just quit and and I've told her like I'm gonna give you some plants and you have to take care of them but I feel like it just doesn't work for everyone you can't force someone to like to swap an addiction for another addiction yeah not everyone's psychology is like that I guess but I'm trying you know yeah (laughs) it's helped me yeah it's like uh you can guide a horse to water but you can't make him drink it right definitely can't force them yeah totally no that's awesome um what was i gonna say oh and so you were saying about the uh the pressure to post something new i felt that when i first launched my earthling botanical page for sure and like yeah you get like like somewhat addicted to like the the interaction and the likes and all that and it took me a long time to to realize too i spent a lot of money that i shouldn't have spent um very quickly and uh part of that's probably addiction channeling but also part of it was like i wanted to post it you know and i, I like that you said you found you like chilled out since then and the same thing for me i don't even really pl- post on the feed anymore because it it just like i posted my story and you'll see me post the same plants over and over again now i'm like happy with what i have and every now and then i'll get a new plant but yeah, no, it's it, it could be a little too much at first with the social Definitely. media pressure. I feel like everybody kind of, well, maybe not everybody finds a balance, but I, hopefully some people, especially in the, the you know, all the COVID-19 put stuff in perspective for me. It's like, 
oh this is what's important this is what I have time for kind of thing yeah a lot of my plants I feel like have been neglected <laughs> but they're still st- going strong and that's why I have so many homoarthia because they've put up with like the most of my torture are they <laughs> like the hardy or do they like they handle it well the neglect well, they do. I cannot water them for so long, and then water, and then they're so fat and green, and and they look so good just like two days after. And and I don't know if you remember, time is literally insane to me because I'm like, oh, the pandemic started a year ago, and it's like, no, it's been two more years. than that. Yeah. I've been, I met my fiance at, at the very before it started. It was um, November. I mean, um, it was in 2019 when we met and it feels like it's been such a whirlwind because we've never traveled or done like that much fun things. We've been at the house together like all the time. It, it, it's just like a time is really hard for me to place. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was going to say. What a test that, for what like, a test for a relationship, though. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you know? it, it, it you know, it, it hasn't really been that bad, though. Yeah. Um, he started collecting plants. Um, he has like a mass cane in front of me. And he has a couple of other house plants, like a pilea that he's gotten in, in the last five or six months of us being trapped here. He's like, I want something to care for. Awesome. So, I'm a bad influence on people. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad influence to me. Dude, so you have outdoor plants and indoor plants. You're growing plants, like not just house. I'm talking about succulents right now. You have like a grow light that you're doing just for like growing yes. purposes. When you said outdoor, it reminded me where I lost my train of thought. And you're going to have to forgive me for that because no, outdoor on this little patio balcony I have, it was like the great Texas freeze. That that did happen during mm. this time. And my whole Worthia were under a blanket and only a few of them died. I remember posting a video on Instagram like, and they were all fine like the next two days and i felt like such an asshole like complaining because only a few of them died and i was like these plants have earned their spot in my collection forever you know (laughs) i mean really so that's what brought them in i mean yeah i've had i just brought them in because i was worried about it this time (laughs) this Uh winter that's i mean it's texas winter doesn't really start until january or february but but they're inside right now just for space purposes. The balcony is completely full of cactus and echeveria and like calancho. And then in here, it's all Haworthia. And then there's a bunch of house plants here, like Sansevieria and like caudex, like caudiciforms. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've never actually said that out loud. Mm. And I know some people say calancoe too or calancho. I sound so Texan. I know people have said it to me when I say <laughs> that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so did it start with succulents? Was that where did it, where did it start? Definitely cactus, and cactus. then then I fell in love with all the ones that have like a bunch of powder on them. And I know you you're not really into those kind. <laughs> Say I brought I brought like one inside with me. I have some, this, dude. I've been yeah. This is like a Monroe. It. I think you might have said that you have one of these. Mm-hmm. An orange Monroe. Um, I have one. Yeah, I have a lot of the Lowy and um cream tea there's like so many like that have like this thick powder and i just love the way it looks i know so many people hate it because it gets scuffed easily yeah you can't touch it but i actually believe it or not i I love succulents uh i yeah i've I've been getting more into it too like lately i don't know seriously what i've been posting like i don't know if i've been posting it but uh what i've been buying for myself has been succulents i just bought my first lowey the other day but yeah no i love succulents for sure 
Yeah, I know. I didn't mean to like no, be like, okay. oh, you're a succulent hater. <laughs> Put no, that on you okay. because I've come around. I've come around to so many different kinds that I at first I was like, oh, I don't even like those. Like I used to not like Carassula. Then I had a bunch of those and they've kind of fallen out with me again because they didn't survive the the freeze. Mm. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on the Haworthias because I, I have like maybe two or three. But like anytime I hear someone like talking about it or posting a bunch of them, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to start. They're so fucking cool. I'm going to send like, you some. I'm not kidding. When they're transparent, I don't know what the word is for it, like translucent, transparent. They're so fucking cool. You could see through them. And oh man, the variegated ones. Those are the, cool plants. The, they're my, they are my my favorite obviously it changes what um is my favorite because i have so many different ones but they truly have earned their place at the top for me like I, they've been unsurpassed by anything else mm. so what's the are you gonna you're growing them from seed too see i kind of failed at that but i've been having such amazing luck propagating them from leaf and then like uh cutting I haven't really cored one, but I, I know you've talked with about coring before where the like drill the hole out of the middle of an agave or something, mm, hot nail. but this is, it's kind of the, it's kind of the same, but you just like cut the head of it off and the head reroots and then it'll grow babies in the center. I should grab one whenever we do do the show and tell I'll grab it real quick when it's, when it's time, because it's, it's a cool thing. And some people are like, Oh, that doesn't kill it. I'm like, no, you get three plants from that. You just have to be patient with Hoarthia because they do grow kind of slow. So when you say cutting the head off, do you mean like kind of like you would top an echeveria or is it the whole plant? Do you cut the whole plant off like you're taking um, cutting off a Usually colander? when I do any kind of beheading, I try to leave leaves behind because I know that'll help the babies grow faster. If the leaves can absorb more sunlight, it helps the babies like just grow faster. Mm. Sorry, I'm not being super scientific with that, but it's definitely true. Uh, with the Haworthia, you don't even really need to leave leaves, but it just helps them grow faster. It's kind of a preference thing, I guess. It's, but it's the same as uh, Haworthia and Echeveria. You just snip the tops off and there'll be babies there pretty soon. Awesome. And then the leaf propagation, do you just like lay them sideways like you would the same for the Echeverias? Uh, actually, I feel like you should bury them. Bury them. Um, because they grow roots really quick and then you i water them a lot more than i would water um other leaf propagations mm. sometimes they can take a year to make a baby which sounds insane i know but some of these are so rare and i follow this this one person who does like tissue culture so yeah. he takes like a little piece of it and puts it in a dish and like grows a whole plant from it and that's so i know there's always more to learn i'm just fascinated by that yeah no, something special about propagation too. That's that's where I, what made me fall in love with plants too was the idea that they duplicated so easily, and and the challenge of propagating. Like I remember, I had this bamboo, and to propagate bamboo, you have to use. Well, you don't have to, but you can use. It helps. It makes it easier if you use a sawzall. So you have to like get a piece of the node from the mom, and so I would, I was like hand sawing and trying to get it. I failed a bunch of times. I finally bought a sawzall. It's just something special about making the node. Two, is it kind of like on a monstera? How it has like the certain part that you need to get to make the baby? Yeah, but it's like deep in the root system, and it's like it's as hard as a rock. You know, like you have to legit use a saw to do it. It's crazy, but yeah, there's something special about it. I wish I want to get more into that, like propagating house plants. I know, 
Like people use tubs. Do you do house plants at all? Uh, yeah, I have a a few house plants um, from this like amazing friend that I am so lucky to have finally met in person. Uh, her handle is like Plants Balinese, and her name is Sue. She's just amazing. She gave me a like a monstera, a variegated monstera, and she gave me the pink princess philodendron. Mm. And those were my very first like real house plants, and and they're both still alive. And I have to like just because I thought they were gonna die like immediately, and I've kept them alive. And they've done so good. Oh, yeah, I got it out to show you later. It's sitting in front of me. But That's awesome. um, the pink princess, I've cut it up and it just makes babies so fast. And I don't know why it always seemed like I was very intimidated by houseplants. But uh, the pages that post them, they just have so many. Mm. I feel like that's probably the like fuel to like have something new and have something rare. I've read that like the aeroid market is like kind of crazy. Yeah. So I didn't really want to get obsessed with it. I only have a few yeah i'm looking over here like do i have that many i have like the mini monstera which is like the raphidophora tetrasperma it's technically not a monstera but it looks like it mm. this is the cute little least and i think what's behind you the andesoni uh-huh. and Dons- i have one of those andesonii yeah i see it climbing up on the wall i love Adonsonia. those Adonsonii. <laughs> dude i wouldn't even try to pronounce that Whatever. i'm so Swiss bad with... plant, right this is what it is right. yeah yeah I see these other monsteras that people are growing them up their wall. I think Botanic Cycles has one. That, I've seen a couple of people do. It. I don't know what it is, but they're bigger leaves. They look similar, but they're bigger leaves, and apparently they grow wild because I see a lot of people growing them like up into their ceiling. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I think when apparently when they latch onto something, they they get that like maturity when their leaves can get bigger and their fenestrations can get like wider. I've even seen people whose golden like. The pothos or the mm-hmm. ivy, it'll climb up a tree like outside in Florida and it'll look like a monstera because it starts like having the gaps in the leaves, the like fenestrations. Yeah. I, they look insane. I'm envious of the Florida outdoor climate because they can grow like vandas on their trees, orchids and stuff and all kinds of really cool, humid whatever plants that need humidity right that's yeah. where that lady sue uh is from but her daughter lives out here in fort worth and that's why we got to meet but i was just so worried the plants that she gave me were gonna like hate texas and and die on me but she you know she gave me perfect advice she's like just put it in a in a aquarium and i i have have had snakes and reptiles and stuff our whole life oh, cool. so i just used an old feeding tank and they've been living in it like ever since and they do fine it's so interesting how many plant people love reptiles. It, it's, I know. I was it, just sorry. I was no, just watching ahead. an episode the other day where you were saying that. I can't remember who it was though. T Rex, was it T Rex? Maybe she was like a T Rex. Plants was Jen. She was like a like low key kind of YouTube famous uh, reptile person. <laughs> like she had like a channel and stuff. And uh, somebody reached out to me and was like, dude, I know I used to watch her videos, but it's so strange that a lot like they coincide. They run. That is a crazy parallel. overlap. I feel like you love nature, though. It, it does right. kind of make sense. Totally. Yeah. Uh, one of my only like IRL plant friends that I met on Instagram that lives out <laughs> here. Her name's Alicia. Um, definitely shout out to her. She does amazing pottery and, and, and stuff recently, but she just got some like huge reptiles and i'm having a brain fart on what they're called but i need to go meet them like really soon after the wedding obviously i've been so busy congratulations on that i almost forgot about thanksgiving dude like damn what are you guys doing for the wedding um 
it's just gonna be kind of simple like outside but I would know I wanted like succulent so I've kind of like made a lot of my own decorations and stuff cool. so we'll see how it pulls off I haven't I don't have like my bouquet that I'm gonna hold yet because it's gonna have a lot of a uh, like a uh, moon extraveria moon dust in it and cool. I was gonna use that loaf that I got from you if I can like put wires around it good <laughs> to like stabilize it like I was like I need some cactus in this bouquet what that's rad I think succulent syndrome or somebody made a really amazing cactus and um, succulent bouquet for someone's wedding. And it inspired me like a while back. Mm. And so I've thought about it ever since. Not that I ever like, oh, I'm going to get married one day and blah, blah, blah. It really just came upon me. Like I met him and we fell in love and we're getting married now. So, <laughs> yeah, you weren't like the the princess girl that wanted to get married. Like, I can't wait to grow up and get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh never yeah, I and I, I never never thought I was gonna get married like my plants were gonna just be my babies and uh, <laughs> I have uh three cats that they live back at home with my mom because we're in a tiny apartment here but I really thought they were just gonna it was just gonna be me and them <laughs> for life but yeah no, I've got a I've got a pretty great guy and he's getting into plants too now he's beautiful so. <laughs> you know who makes dope arrangements is that girl I had on the the prickly pear she makes them crazy freaking arrangements she made a, a christmas tree out of succulents oh my gosh i feel like i have seen that trend maybe not hers but i've yeah. definitely seen some people doing that yeah. so creative the girl does some wild stuff i think mad potters does arrangements too like installments i would love to do that i'm not good with uh, like intricate little detailed hand things like crafty i'm not a crafty person at all I am. I yeah, just I make art. tons of crafty stuff. Let's talk about that because I saw your paintings of Echeverias and it looked like a photograph that was superimposed onto a canvas. Like I used to get photos printed onto canvas and it, your painting looks like it was fucking made out on a printer. That's how good it was. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, realism is like always what I've like tried to paint. I'm it just I did not even plan this, but I'm wearing a Bob Ross shirt. Love um, Bob Ross. He's obviously like one of my idols and my art teacher, my favorite one of my favorite teachers in, in high school, like would just play his stuff all the time when we were painting. And awesome. I was always like, Okay, I'll be like Picasso. I'll master realism first and then I'll put my own spin on it. But haven't so much got to put my own spin on things that much. I'm trying to like get into more like surreal art and, and stuff like that. It's hard to, for me to like push past a lot of boundaries but succulents and cactus and all my plants are my main muse i feel like right now mm. um the last piece i did was uh, a painting of my three cats that i just mentioned and it's behind me on the wall right there <laughs> cool that's awesome oh so I, yeah painting I miss stuff them in your lot. life like painting actual parts of your life definitely and and you know my family's always like oh you need to paint this for me paint that for me but nobody ever wants to pay an artist you know what i mean right um, starving <laughs> artists definitely <laughs> yeah it's a hard one i when i was no, a i'm kid, I, i'm fortunate like i have a lot of art supplies and stuff that most people don't have so mm, mm. what about did you do like any formal training i mean just like uh in high school art obviously everybody's like art budget is not that great True. um but my teacher did like above and beyond for us and I've always had really good art teachers I feel like uh, mm. good teachers in general here and they really just taught me to like use what I have to like make stuff yeah. and so I've always been crafty in that way like get something from the thrift store and like make it 
something better or find something in the garage and make a craft out of that I'm kind of a cheap ass like I don't want to spend money if I don't have to so I'll make like my own whatever like if I need to I'm going to make a canvas out of like an old piece of wood that I found or something Mm. like that so that that's kind of I guess that has to do a little bit with succulents because I've made some pots but nothing like I see these other people make like people who make pottery really like uh, amaze me yeah yeah the ceramic boom is wicked been seeing oh, some yeah. cool people making some some cool shit for sure yeah did you're saying that you made some pots like handmade hand built or oh just a few like in when i was in uh school i had access to a kiln and mm-hmm. i feel like that was amazing and i know most kids don't even have like access to one at all to like spark that interest when they're young sure. i was just lucky enough to have like teachers that like invested in like it was like oh you're really talented you should go to college for art which I didn't but I I still try to do something artistic every day obviously I fail all the time I'm not perfect (laughs) that's the cool thing about the colleges you can just take a ceramics class and that's it you know you could do that at your local community college and have access to the kiln you don't have to necessarily major you could just take a class the the community college that I'm like technically not currently attending because I haven't been to classes since uh since all this kicked off with um social distancing and not being in person Mm -hmm. they still did it over zoom but I'm just more of a like I need to be their learner so I took a little break from it and then I got engaged so I've been really really just putting that on the back burner with school but I think uh ceramics and, and art is something that I might like definitely pursue in a more serious way like with more formal training because I haven't technically have that much self-taught on a lot of things Mm. like polymer clay I use polymer clay because I have an oven Mm -hmm. and I can do it at home really easily okay okay well hey you know variegated Troy told me he took one class and he's killing it he really is I was gonna say I know you had him on recently (laughs) one class yeah so self nothing wrong with self-taught in my mind he just vibes yeah he's a whole last vibe for sure Mm mm-hmm I saw his picture today. He posted it in his story and I was laughing. <laughs> he's, he's so I feel silly. like he always just like makes me smile whenever I see him working on his art. He's somebody who truly loves what he does. You can sure. tell. Yeah. Yeah. And he's silly. I like that he's like, you know, like he fucks around. It makes it fun for sure. Um, So what else do you like to make? Do you, you, you said you like to paint. You experimented with ceramics what else do you do what do you do in your spare time besides for gardening i guess lately i've i've been making some polymer clay stuff that's like um lithops or like me seams like i have not really been able to keep them alive so i decided i was just gonna make some fake ones that would never die and honestly i feel like they turned out really good but i haven't posted pictures of them online for some like i don't know why i just decided they're not ready for some reason I guess maybe I don't want people to be like, make me one. Cause I know I, I feel like I've been putting stuff off and not having time for, mm. for commissions. I see. I see. Is that something you've done in the past? Like commission stuff for people? Uh, yes. Mm. I feel like every painting I've sold is like a piece of, of my heart. Um, the first person who ever asked me um, is this lady Portia who lives in Hawaii. She runs a, 
like BB's high garden. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's still the tag of her profile, but she has this adorable dog. And I thought she was going to ask me to paint um, a picture of BB, the dog, but no, she wanted me to paint these three, um, these Echeveria that may be the ones that you're talking about that you saw. I feel like those were some of my favorite paintings I've ever done. Mm. And like putting it in the box, I feel like I was sending, like, I, it wasn't even about the money, whatever she paid me for it. I was just like, oh, this is something that I'm going to send off and it's gone forever, but hopefully she'll thank me every time she sees it. And I have tons of stuff from like all the people that I've traded and swapped with. Mm. It's probably like a hundreds of people online that I've traded and swapped with because I have a huge bag full of letters and stickers and art from all these other like um, people who just love cactus. And that's we're all coming together just over that. It's crazy. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, because I know you've been doing this for a while too. Like you're on the in the Instagram community too, so I would imagine a lot. You've had a lot of trades and stuff over the time. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing is just someone being like, "Hey, can I have that?" Because you never really know the answer until you ask. And I try not to like be rude to people. Hey, can I have this? Can I have that? Because most of the best things I've gotten, people have just given me randomly, and it and Mm. it's just like makes my whole year pretty much like when I get a gift from somebody that's a plant that I didn't ask for so I try to do that as often as I can in my life because I remember how it made me feel so I give it to my friends like even if they're gonna kill it like I give them like a ghost plant that's like real common that I can propagate more really easily and I'll give it to them because if they keep it alive they feel good and if they kill it oh well I felt good because I gave them something kind of thing no for sure maybe I'm selfish in in that way because I do love to give people plants like I'm a bad influence I told you I there's it's those are the plants that I cherish the most are the ones that people gave to me I don't care if it's ugly beat up whatever or if it's beautiful those are the plants that the ones that have a story and like you know and then were attached to somebody else before that's those are definitely the ones I cherish the most. Do you have sorry totally unrelated? Do you have a website? Because I was looking at your posts and I saw that you sell right from time to time. Yes. I don't have one. Um, I just decided, oh, I'm just going to focus on school and work. And and I kind of just fell off with it. I don't sell my art or my plants really that often anymore unless people specifically message me and ask. Mm. I want to. I, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just so busy that that's my excuse all the time for not uh, creating. Yeah. Well, it has, it's a feeling, right? Like the creative process is it, you have to be, it's a certain mood, a certain vibe. You've got to be in it, right? It's hard to stay motivated to create. Oh gosh, I'm the worst. I just realized my laptop battery is running low because oh. we're doing this on two different things. It's okay. I'm we're so getting sorry. close. We have 18 minutes. Do you okay. think it'll make it? Uh, I think so. It has 10% hopefully you want to get the charger i could use the bathroom yeah let's do that let's i didn't know if it was like okay no, okay <laughs> yeah no i didn't know if you do that let's pause. <laughs> we're back uh i want to to get there uh one day to where i know like science like i'm trained i want to take botany and stuff like that but at the same time it's kind of nice like if you go back to the beginning of the podcast i i really like i've been learning along the way i didn't know a lot of shit. I had no idea what a codex was when we, when I first started the podcast, you know, it was embarrassing. And someone messaged me. I talked about this on Coco with Coco geek plants. Someone messaged yes, me Joseph. Within the first, within the first five episodes or something. 
hey, just started listening to the podcast, and I think it's funny that I know so much more about plants than you. <laughs> I remember, I remember you telling him that. I was like, what the fuck? Like, wow, wait a minute. The thing is, he's great. Dream. He's so smart, and he would never talk down to anyone. And I've watched, I feel like I've watched enough episodes to see your journey of like, oh, like, that's so cool. Oh, I love learning. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's not like super. I mean, yeah, humble is the right word because you don't ever try to like sound like you know more than anybody else. And I feel like that always is like leads to a really good conversation because people feel like they can tell you stuff without like, oh, he's not listening or oh, he already knows this. But you're really open to I feel like hearing anybody out, no matter what their um, knowledge level is or like uh, how scientifically they're able to like talk about plants. Sure. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Gloria's episode just as much as Joseph's. And I feel like I do yeah. consider Joseph like a true friend. He's just so great. He's a true expert, too. And watching his content evolve, even since I've talked to him, he's gotten more into those like reels and he's like. Uh, maybe he always did it and I just didn't follow him, but like his educational stuff is fucking cool. I really appreciate what he's doing, you know, and we need people like that. But then we also need people like Gloria that are just, you know, fun and don't give a fuck about scientific names. You know what I mean? And help people feel more comfortable talking about what they want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that word humble because, uh, I my ego comes out for sure in episodes and I and believe me and if anyone notices it it's me and I'm like my own worst critic but I try you know it's hard sometimes like there's been a couple times where I'm like why the fuck did I say that but I you know I try to to be as humble as possible and I certainly don't know shit about plants uh you know I really don't I just I'm one of those people that just like I like growing plants you know I don't tag things you know, I don't label things. I don't keep track of everyone's different needs or anything like that. Like, I use the hose to water, <laughs> you know? Right. Just not one of those hardcore plant people. I just like them. Yes, I've gotten a little bit, like, less hardcore about it. I always used to, like, collect rainwater, but now I don't have a backyard, so it's kind of just tap or nothing. Do you like pH and stuff and all that? I mean, no, and I technically don't even fertilize. Like, I know I should be fertilizing my plants, like, once or twice a year, but I've only done it, like, once or twice ever. Uh, yeah, that's me, too. I, I, Sorry, I was adjusting my light. I'm no, you're good. Up. Yeah, I, same. I, I've done, I do it, like, once a season, maybe twice a season, <laughs> you know? And uh, I've experiment, been experimenting with the with the warm poop i like that it's like not hardcore chemicals you know it's just like natural fertilizer right i think i even posted something on my story the other day with like watering some like the hoverthia in the sink and they were in a tub but i guess someone thought i was just like running water through them and letting it go down the sink they were like you know you're like uh fucking up the water supply and stuff i'm like i was like I, no, I'm not fertilizing them and letting it run down the water. They're sitting in a tub of water that I'm then going to go dump out in my other plants on the balcony. I don't waste water here. Girl, there's no fertilizer in the pots at all. <laughs> right. Little do they know, they barely even get pumice like once a year. <laughs> Those plants are desperate for some pH. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, mm. I feel that. I use the sink for the indoor plants too. I wanted to talk about that creative. We were talking before we took our little break. We were talking about like that staying creative is a difficult thing, like keeping that creative drive going. 
Do you struggle with that Definitely. at all? Do you ever get stuck, like, not creating? Definitely, because, I mean, in a small way, even an Instagram post is, is kind of art for me because I always want to post a good picture. I don't feel like, why would you post a picture if it didn't look good? I know some people aren't that critical of themselves, but I'm definitely a perfectionist on myself. Like, mm-hmm. I try to force myself, oh, this painting's never done until it's done. That's also why I struggle completing things sometimes, and I know that's true about myself. <laughs> like, and that's something that, you know, you have to just overcome. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Psychedelic a- Ninja about that too. He, he, he'll like, he, he gets stuck sometimes, you know, it's just like, I think that happens to everybody. It's like writer's block kind of. I feel like it's okay though, because sometimes as an artist, you just have so many ideas and even writing because I love to write too. I just, was, when you're writing something on paper or you're making something with your hands, your mind moves so much faster than your hands do. Mm. And sometimes you can actually get discouraged because there's too many ideas and you can't follow one. Yeah. So I try to write down, Oh, I'm going to do this painting. I'm going to do this painting with these astrophytum that look like they're the solar system. And I feel like I wrote that down like three years ago and I've never made that painting. Mm. It's something that I'll like think about in my head. Oh, I, I want to make this. I want to make that. And I don't know. Sometimes I just struggle uh, pinning it down yeah. or like forcing myself to make something Yeah. because of that perfectionism. Oh, also, and I moved into this apartment like a year ago and I use the excuse that my art space is like different and I haven't really been able to create art in here the same way that I used to at my mom's house. Cause I could just like, like do whatever in that room and kind of, there wasn't like, Oh, carpet that I can't mess up. Cause there's a deposit and you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. No, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. Creative minds are hard to like discipline, <laughs> you know? I do a lot of like get over it. Uh, Yeah. I do like a lot of dabbling in things, but it's rare that I stick to something. Like I'm surprised that I've stuck to this podcast. (laughs) It's gone this far. The one thing that I have stuck with is plants for sure. Always had the plants, but I don't know. You have to give the plants a voice. That's what you're out here doing. The work. Thanks. Yeah. I just love hearing about, people's like backgrounds and i feel bad because sometimes i ask very personal questions but like i want to hear about people's lives like i i'm like you know i mean i work in like mental health and so i'm like tell me about your childhood (laughs) no true (laughs) like it takes a big person to do that and like i said you already shared your story and who are we to like sit here and listen to your story and judge it if we wouldn't like answer the same questions and that's the thing. I feel like the people in the plant community aren't as judgy as as maybe just some random person mm. um, out on the street because they're like, oh, at least we can relate over this one thing. And in this world, honestly, if you can relate with one thing over someone, I feel like it can bridge a lot of gaps. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it crosses all of those. It bridges all of those gaps like uh, po- political because I know there's a lot of people on opposite ends of the political spectrum in the plant community for sure. You Shit, know? I don't even mention it because I yeah. almost like want to disown my own grandma over the stuff she posts on Facebook. But people I feel like don't post stuff like that on Instagram. So I just escape it like Thankfully. and go on Instagram. Yeah. No, but it's cool though because like I do see it sometimes where it like irks me, but I don't, I'm not going to block them because like we still love plants you know what i mean at the end of the day like this is a plant person i'm like okay no worries i disagree with you but it's okay you know so that's what's cool about it you know they just 
they're like this medium between all walks of life right same thing with art oh yeah definitely there's people on all different like from all walks of life that can make art yes that's i feel like that's such a great thing is like anyone can be an artist really yes yes uh let's do some show and tell okay yeah i have plants all around me i'm just like talking this one this one that's right in front of me um it is a dioscoria hemicrypta Mm -hmm. it's like an elephant types but it's like a slightly different um version Mm -hmm. of it i guess but it has like these kind of same heart-shaped leaves and i feel like i just fell in love with these because they are easy to take care of i haven't killed a single one of them Mm. i killed a a stefania erecta that's Mm -hmm. a slightly different kind but i have three more over on the window that have been doing good do you know anything about their like uh their needs or anything like that honestly i feel like i've been winging it with this one Uh because i just got this on an ebay auction uh like a year ago and it was in this pot forever and it just just started growing this foliage uh this like last three or four weeks it's grown all this so i really thought i wasn't doing good with it but obviously i'm doing something right will you eventually have I mean, to put wire or something to like to train uh, tame yeah. slash train those leaves because doesn't it grow the, out the other ones i have have like a trellis um it kind of like goes up in a circle I, it's not on it right now because it, it they lose their leaves once they get um to maturity which is maybe like five years old this okay. one was grown from seed so it's probably still only a year or two old okay and i have a smaller one over there like an elephant types that was grown from seed uh-huh. he's tiny so it has the greenery all year round but once they are mature they'll lose it like every season and grow it back okay. like every season oh, so it stays. So I, yeah it's kind of insane to me like plants are really crazy like how they can they're young and they'll keep their leaves or then they'll lose them or like when they grow from seed and they have that first two pair of leaves that they always lose like mm. that is just so weird but will that one grow out longer or will it stay kind of short um it will grow like even how yours is growing on the wall it would attach to whatever it they'll attach to anything that's by it so if you give it a trellis to keep it like off the wall uh-huh because awesome. I think they're honestly can be pretty strong. Their vines can like destroy the paint on the wall and stuff. I've Whoa. seen it. Yeah, Charlie Sucks has some really cool ones. He's oh my gosh, I love all his stuff and his Pokemon. His whole fucking spot now. <laughs> yes, his leaves. I feel like yeah, if he had that like um that thing that's on the top of his balcony, if he just let it grow up there, it would probably cover all that like whole thing. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, they're so cool. I just got my first one yesterday. It's awesome. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. I mean, I just love the like the detail and the ridges like that it has on so the cool. actual like codex. That's what I love. The leaves are just a little bonus, you know, that let you know you're doing good. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What else you got? And then I have this um, pink princess that I was talking about earlier that um, Sue uh, flew all the way here from um, Florida to give to me. Wow. Right after she gave it to me, it put out this like um, half and half leaf, it's which fucking cool. I'm not that like into the plant community, but people like covet this. They call it like a half moon okay. and they put one of those out. I'm sure she was like, damn it. I gave her the wrong one. <laughs> no, but it had, it's even putting out a new leaf right now. Well, it's hard to see. I should do a swatch. Like I'm a makeup artist. You can put a piece of paper behind it. That's what cactus up. Oh, did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or That's like a I'm teacher thinking. or in a zoom class. And then I feel like the pink princess 
sorry i have like this other stuff in the way i just wanted to move it i love that. um the pink princess um it's been insane i feel like it's soil never dries out and it hasn't died mm. but I, I think it's supposed to dry out but I, i've had it alive for over a year and there's babies in here well it's so hard to see but there's tons of plants in this little pot i'm so scared to repot it i love the pink the pink variegation it's so cool it really is. I know I have terrible lighting because it gets dark at, f- at five here now. It's okay. But yeah, it's getting yeah. dark here too. Just I love how all the leaves are just totally different. Yeah, rad. I need one of those. Oh gosh, I'd say I just realized I have like all this variegated stuff right here. This is that variegated um, Echeveria Monroe. Echeveria, Echeveria. I feel like I'll hear it both ways. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the ones I like most recently bought. It was a kind of a splurge. It was like two hundred dollars. I wow. have to be honest. So I'm kind of disturbed that it might die. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't usually spend that much um, on plants, but I've been splurging recently because I'm like big. I don't have that. It's pretty big. It, it's a really big plant. It's like yeah, the size of my head almost. Five inch plant. When I get plants, they just shrink though because I don't water them enough. <laughs> but but they're pretty tough. That's awesome. I'm I don't want to like misspeak but I'm like pretty sure this is from you is it a free CI I, yeah I'm pretty sure it's a freaky is it how do you say free it? CI, is it freaky? freaky 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 I we all say it differently now that does it's look so like fuzzy. one of the ones it's cute I love that fuzz it's it's definitely one of my like favorite ones and the fact that it's from you like I brought it out here to just be like look it's, it's he, cute... he offers great plants <laughs> <laughs> thanks but there's a little bit of everything in my collection. So like, yeah, this is like a loaf. Obviously, I have a few of them, but some people are like, oh, I don't want to post it like online. I don't know. Why, why is it? I don't know why it's so controversial if you're just like doing it um, for cultivation, not to like eat them. Yeah, well, <laughs> you the, know what I mean? the free CI isn't. Uh, They're not even psychoactive. Yeah, it's not right? psychoactive. So there, you can import I them. Like I import them sometimes and uh, the customs doesn't take them. Cust- shit, customs, customs doesn't like, even take the willies sometimes. <laughs> I feel like it's give or it's like just on a random day because I just saw somebody had like a titty cactus confiscated by like customs. I was like, why? (laughs) Weird. Um, and the last things I have over here is um, oh my gosh, yeah, it's so dark. It's the Haworthia that I was trying to tell you about cutting the heads off of it. Is, is it, this like terrible? Oh yeah, that's like way too bright. It's it okay. I'll just one? hold it up. Oh, I see it. Yeah, no, it's it's a dark good. plant. So what that is, is the head of this. I just cut it off. And so this grew like new babies. There's three new ones that grew. I've been doing it a lot. Um, This person that I follow, um, uh, Camille, uh, Maxito Camille. I think she may have changed her handle though. She has a lot of Haworthia and she's the one who was brave. She was just like cutting them off here and there chopping them off here's a slightly lighter one wow so that one's beheaded I see i can see yeah right there's like little babies growing right in the center that's fucking after cool. a while when you cut them you can't really tell because sometimes it just grows in perfectly in the center and then like fills it in so oh. that's always amazing to me <laughs> i'm gonna have to get one of those variegated ones I, there's these pink and like yellow variegated ones that came into my my plant connects house and i want one oh, so bad that they're like two hundred dollars I feel like they are very pricey. Yeah. I got a great uh, deal on a variegated one from uh, 
Zaitan Haworthia, and she literally just changed her name to to Oceanside Succulents. But yeah, Cass has a lot of great Haworthia that she sells. I got a variegated one from her. You know what? That'll show up on camera like way better. I see second. it. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Dude, yes, those are so cool. I don't know why I didn't grab that one initially because that's awesome. so much contrast. Yeah, you can see that a lot better. It has a lot more contrast. Nice. She, you know, yeah, she had a really good deal on that. They kind of remind me, this might be blasphemous to say, but they kind of remind me of agave sometimes. Like when I see them, they look like these little like dwarf agaves. It's the weird. shape for sure. Yeah, right? My fiance says that they all remind him of like coral, like agave do too, of like sea plants, like stuff that grows underwater, that yeah. they all remind him of that. Yeah, it's kind of cool when you compare, when you contrast like ocean animals and ocean, like insect, ocean insects and land insects and ocean plants and land plants. You can see where they look a lot alike, you know? They're like the same but different. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Wow. Your light just dramatically changed. Dude, I guess I... it's dark now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's dark out here now. The sun's almost gone. Sky's like a little bit pink, but yeah, yeah we, we smashed that. it. We smashed it. We're at an hour. I think you did an awesome job. It was. I feel like I could keep talking to you. We should do this again sometime. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so like great. I'm glad we made it happen. Yeah, it's just been fun just like talking to you, you know? It just happens Honestly, to be yeah, on a podcast. Honestly, yeah, I feel like we have a lot in common. Like I know that we we're, we're, you know, not the same age or anything, but I feel like uh, a lot of things that you've been through I, I can really relate to and just want to let you know like sharing stuff like that really does I feel like help people out and make them feel more comfortable about like everything that they've gone through and maybe shares it for somebody else to help them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, when I was looking at your Instagram, I was like, we had similar interests like growing up, you know, it was like I felt like I was looking back at the past, like just your creativity and your art and stuff like that. So it's cool having another like minded plant person. And I knew like when I when I when I reached out to you, I knew that that there was something there. Like, that's why I wanted to talk to you. So, you know. And I, I see a bright future in your in your art endeavors as soon as you you know, when things calm down and after your wedding, uh, it'd be awesome to see you launch your website and, and start selling stuff. I'd love to support and see your lithop stuff too. Uh, that'd be cool. Oh yeah. Thank you. I'm definitely excited for the future and try to lock down, lock down my art more and, uh, put it out there more. Cause I know people like it. I'm just too hard on myself. Yeah. Just do it. Just go for it. Put it out there and and I bet you it'll go the opposite of how it feels inside. Uh, there's this guy, uh, Modified Leaves. Do you follow him? That sounds really familiar. He's making clay uh, lophophoras. These like cute oh, little gosh. guys. Have you seen them? I feel like I've seen them with the butt on the taproot. Uh huh. Yeah, they're so adorable. cute, dude. I want. I am a sucker for a good like butt, like a cute butt in that <laughs> kind of way. <laughs> like I love when people put like a little swirly tail on a pig. Oh, somebody makes like pots that have a cute little tail like that on them. I'm mother of derpers, I think, is her uh, pots that are have a cute little tails. That's funny. <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's the details man the little things most definitely cool so everyone can find you on instagram at reagan rocks your sucks right yes that's right spelled just like it sounds do you want to plug anything else 
no I feel like I've given a few people shout outs I, I hope that was okay I just of there's course. so many like great people that I don't like I know I've left people out obviously but I, I just like love all my plant friends so much and thanks for like having me on and talking I feel like it's just been a really natural conversation and it was good getting to know you more because obviously I've been a listener for a while but I've never really talked to you and it's so nice. No, thank you for giving your time. Thank you for especially giving your time listening and, and thank you for the few plants that you've bought for me. Sorry about our little our little post office fucking shindig the other the last time it like went on a little mission and came all the way back to me. Oh gosh, yeah, and not not even the like I probably shouldn't even say it, but that thing is like it's rotting and I just tried no. to graft it today and I'm like, this better work. It's like it's not your fault that it's no. rotting now. It's been like three weeks, I feel like, but it's insane. Like I'm always trying to like figure something new out. So hopefully it works because uh alex from cactus update probably should shout him out he's the person who's tried to help me learn how to graft he sent me some like paris geopsis and stuff back in the day and some razors yeah. but he you know for all his trying i'm still terrible at grafting that's the challenge with degrafts i've rotted a few out myself too no it's Honestly. yeah no we're all i'm trying to and i he actually is a person i hit up um when i was trying to to root a degraft uh recently um, it's just like, I think it's super imperative to keep it absolutely dry. And maybe this isn't the best time of year to be trying to. I'm sure I think it's the cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's right? the cold. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hopefully you could save it. Yeah, I did that too recently. I had a degraft start rotting and I chopped it off, chopped off the roots and or not the roots. I chopped off whatever was left at the bottom and fucking tried to graft it. I think it'll be fine. Like I said, I'm going to try to have some succulents in my wedding. So I'm going to use it one way or another. Awesome. <laughs> cool thank you so much Um, reagan thank you too for all your awesome plants and for your work in this podcast really appreciate it if everybody could please like review and subscribe to the podcast and hit that share button i would appreciate that bye